1: If you've listened to a few episodes of this podcast, I think we can all agree there have been a few themes starting to pop up quite regularly. One of those is that a lot of the victims of the nightmare co-workers tend to be young and inexperienced, and it's that very inexperience that makes the toxic co-workers and bosses target them. They don't know what the nightmares are doing. They don't know who to go to to ask for help. Hell, they often don't even know it's unusual. But that's not to say that any of us with experience and a few more years under our belt can't fall victim to a nightmare in the workplace as well. In fact, sometimes it's that very confidence gained from experience that makes us think we can't be touched and that maybe we are finally safe. That's when we might overlook a few things here or there. And before we know it, we're on the back foot being yelled at by a boss for doing something they asked us to do in a coffee shop full of customers. That's what happened to Beck, a barista with 15 years experience when she helped someone launch a brand new coffee shop. I'm Sam Blacker and you're listening to I Work With A Nightmare. So I had
0: a friend uh, that actually recommended me from the job. We've worked in similar venues. Together, she'd worked behind the bar. I'd worked making coffees. And there was a new specialty cafe opening uh, just in our local area. Um, She actually knew the manager that was opening the place. She'd worked with him previously. uh, And yeah, recommended me for the...
1: Things started pretty slow for Beck, with the first day being pretty
0: relaxed. It ended up being like a really wet, rainy day when uh, we had first opened, so it was pretty slow going to start with. There'd been a little bit of word of mouth uh, sort of through the local community, so we had a few familiar faces coming in to say hello um, and see what was going, so it seemed like a pretty exciting opportunity to start with.
1: This new cafe was run by Alan, and Beck had actually met him before she started the job, and he gave a pretty good first impression.
0: So my first interaction was actually really good. Um, He actually invited me down uh, to have a look at what was happening. Um, So it was actually, like, a pretty relaxed way for me, you know, he was explaining um, sort of his ideas and visions for the future and that sort of thing, so it sounded like a really exciting opportunity, I'd never worked at a brand new venue before, so, you know, the idea of working on like shiny new equipment and all that sort of thing was really appealing, he seemed pretty relaxed, it looked like so far so good from the beginning.
1: So a new cafe, a new boss, an easy first day, it all seemed pretty good, but Beck did get some early warnings.
0: Within the first two weeks, I'd say the dark feeling sort of crept in of, oh, I've made a massive mistake here, um, and this is probably not the place I want to be, but I sort of just had that in my mind. Like, oh, I don't want to seem like a flake. You know, I want to give this like a really good go. It ends up being you know, a really beautiful fit out of the shop. People were really excited about it. I was really determined to just stick with it. Um, and hope for the
1: best. So she ignored her fears and hoped her pride in her work would carry her through. It was, after all, early days. The wrinkles might just iron out. Now, I think it speaks to the understanding nature of Beck that some of these minor red flags may sound a bit more extreme to the rest of us. But eventually, there was one that threw her off slightly.
0: I remember he made this remark to me one day when I asked him, OK, what do you need me to do now? Because I could see that he was stressed. I was really picking up on that and feeling that. And then he turned around and said to me, I shouldn't have to explain to you what I want you should be able to tell what I need without you, t- without me telling.
1: Many of us have dealt with the boss who expects us to psychically read their minds, but most of them aren't quite so blatant about it. Besides the obviously unattainable nature of this request, there was another reason this threw
0: back. You know, at the beginning, he always preaches, all my venues and all my staff, you know, we're like a family and we work together and I like to have open minded of communication.
1: Now, right there are two phrases that might ring alarm bells for some of us. A boss who has to go on about how their workplace is a family and how they love open communication can often be a boss who doesn't actually support either of these two things in practice. Beck's boss was definitely one of these people. And the cracks started to show.
0: So it started to get busier and busier, which was fantastic, but he wasn't putting on the extra staff that we needed. So he was taking on a lot of stress running this really busy venue, but then he would put that completely back onto me. So naturally, the workload increased. Like crazy, we would have, you know, on a regular sort of Saturday, I'd be making sort of three, four hundred hot and cold drinks on my own, but then he would also have the expectation of me to greet customers coming into the door, seat them at a table, clean the table if it needed, uh, to be clear dishes, but then at the same time, he'd be saying, oh, well, why is these coffees taking so long to come out?
1: Now, a lot of us may have worked in cafes, but even I was a little unsure on how that workload compared, so I got back to explain.
0: Where I am now, so we do roughly five to six hundred a day in a shopping centre, and that's with two people working on a coffee machine.
1: So Alan had her making two-thirds of the workload of a two-person food court cafe in less time because the cafe operated on shorter hours. And on top of the workload, Alan suddenly became even more difficult to deal with.
0: He would literally say one thing and then he would do a complete backflip and say and expect another thing.
1: And this became especially clear on a day Beck still remembers vividly.
0: So I remember one of the busiest days we had... Um, It was actually the first public holiday that the venue um, was open, but it was just, honestly, still to this day. I've worked in hospitality for 14 years now, nearly 15, and that was still probably one of the busiest services that I've ever run.
1: So it's a busy day, and Beck had a lot to do.
0: So I was expected to be able to prepare, you know, all the cold drinks as well. Bus all the coffees, and then you've got people coming in for takeaway coffees, we were opposite the local community, like sporting complex, so just people everywhere.
1: Wait times for coffees were blowing out, but her boss insisted on making things more difficult by regularly changing his demands.
0: Um, and he would you know, then go on and say, well, I need you to make these juices, but make these coffees. So it was, I need you to make the coffees, but you need to make these, but don't leave your coffee station. So it was just, it was really, really conflicting. And I said to him, like, I don't know what you want me to do.
1: Beck was feeling overwhelmed by both the workload and the shifting demands, so she asked her boss for help.
0: And I asked him, actually, like, to come and help me. I was like, if you can just do this, like, one order, just to get, I think there was, like, some fresh juices or something. I was like, if you can get this one order out of the way, then I can focus purely on coffee. And he flat out said to me, he said, why can't you do your job properly? don't ever come to me and ask for help again. Don't drop me in a shit like that.
1: Now, that's not a great thing to tell your employee, but it wasn't just what he said, but how it was delivered.
0: He raised his voice and, like, you know, people, like, turning around to kind of hear what's going on. But for him to flat out, like, just refuse to help me and tell me not to ask him for help, um, that just, like, really threw me. And I was just sort of, like, dumbfounded, I suppose, because I was like, hang on. Like, that it just... I kind of almost couldn't believe that it happened because it just didn't seem right, but it did happen.
1: Now, wouldn't it be nice if I said that the people turning around and the shock on Beck's face made Alan realise the error of his ways and he became a more caring boss after this incident? Yeah, it'd be a lie if I said that. We all know what happens next. Things escalated. First, with his attitude towards the staff.
0: He always sort of had this, like, air in his attitude of, um, you know, the way like, he would treat the female staff differently and, you know, we were always, like, no matter how hard we tried, in his eyes, we always just fell short of being good enough.
1: And that attitude towards his staff affected their actual pay. Alan started pulling tricks with their shifts to take advantage of them. Tricks many of us may be all too familiar with.
0: I used to do a lot of overtime there, but he was never actually willing to pay the extra hours. He'd say, oh, if you can say back to help me clean up for this extra hour, you know, you can leave an hour early tomorrow. And I would say, oh, actually, that works out perfectly. You know, my mum and sister have organised to go out for lunch or something tomorrow, so if I take that hour back, that means I can join them. And then he'd always find an excuse to not give me that time back. And if I ask for... on a particular day, hey, can I grab that extra hour back today? He'd always find an excuse to, like, make me work for it on that day, even though I'd already worked for it at another time.
1: And then things escalated further, with one particular event causing a turning point for Beck.
0: A local sporting club um, that used to come to us for um, a lot of catering orders, so they would have different functions, whether that be, you know, a grand final day match or an awards night, and they would come to us. For catering, and they were their sports field was located sort of just around the corner from where we were, and on this particular day, there was a catering order that needed to be delivered.
1: Naturally, it was Beck who he told to drop off the order, but he added on an extra request as well.
0: And he said, hey, there's some empty dishes from the last function we did for them. Once you've dropped off this catering order, they're going to bring empty dishes downstairs for you to bring back. And I was like, yep, sweet, no problem. So off Beck
1: went on a relatively normal job, and she actually went beyond what was needed of her.
0: So I took my phone with me, you know, I kept in contact. I said, hey, like, I've just arrived. I've dropped this off. I'm waiting for the empty dishes. I'm on my way back, you know, see you soon.
1: So after doing the job, she returns. And that's when things went downhill fast.
0: He was just there by himself. And, you know, that was him doing the rustering. That was completely his decision. And so I got back and actually, you know, it had gotten busy. As I was walking back with all the empty dishes, I could see our outdoor seating area was completely full. And then I'm walking through and I can see through the big glass doors, we're full inside and there's people waiting to order.
1: So it was just him and a full cafe. He was stressed, but Beck still wasn't expecting the reaction she got.
0: And he, just in front of all these people, just completely lost it at me. Like, where have you been? Why did you take so long? What were you doing? Naturally, this completely threw Beck. Again, I was just shocked. I I didn't understand his train of thought. It was like, I'm doing exactly what you've asked me to do. It's not my fault that it's gotten busy while I've been away and you're on your own. I just did the job, you know, the job that he asked me to do.
1: And really, this was the straw that broke the camel's back.
0: I'd been there probably probably about six or eight months um, when that happened with the catering order um, and then that was sort of like what made me kind of sad like be well, like, I have to like, out of here.
1: Beck was experienced and reliable, so she got offered a new job pretty quickly after deciding to leave. Unfortunately, she made an unwise choice.
0: I'd actually given my resignation, and he like, he did a complete basket. He's like, I'm so sorry all of this has happened. Like, you know, we desperately need you. I really want you to stay. You're an amazing barista. And I just completely fell for every word he said, so I stayed.
1: Now it's easy as an outsider to be confused, but Beck was optimistic and genuinely wanted the cafe to work. But we all know what happens next.
0: And then, like, his attitude just got worse and worse. The expectations just got higher and higher. Um, but there were no, you know, no extra sets of hands, no extra staff members, all that sort of thing. Um, and it's got to a point where it was just, I physically couldn't handle how busy it was with just me.
1: Then the normal feelings started to creep in, the anxiety and the panic, and Beck found herself waking up dreading going to work. So she finally pulled the pin.
0: Not something I would honestly normally do. I simply sent him a text message, and I was like, I'm done, I'm completely done with all of this. And he said, oh, but, you know, like, come in, sit down, we'll have a meeting. And I was like, well, I actually tried to talk to you about this multiple times, and you never want to listen? And I just said to him, I was like, I actually don't have anything to say to you anymore.
1: Immediately after leaving, it was clear just how much the job, and Alan in particular, had been affecting her.
0: I actually shopped out of my local area um, for quite a long time because it just made me... So, I like, I would usually, you know, every day drive past where I used to work. Um, and I'd actually get quite anxious at the thought of, like, going out and, like, you know, if I see him and just because of how horrible like he was to me I actually like had to leave the supermarket once because I saw his wife and kids were there doing groceries and like that alone like was enough to kind of give me like and started having a panic attack in the middle of the supermarket and I was like I had to get out of here.
1: The cafe is still running and being part of the local community means Beck has heard a few things.
0: Now I do have people that I've bumped into in the supermarket that sort of say oh You know, like, since you left and the coffee's, like, not as good there and that makes me have, like, a little trouble for myself.
1: It's sad that the only solution in these situations is to physically remove yourself. But that's what Beck had to do. She was experienced and empathetic, but still fell victim to Alan and his toxic behaviour. Luckily, she's going a lot better now.
0: Amazing. Like, so good. I've honestly, yeah, like, not been this good in a long time. I'm actually, like, studying now, so different career and I think now because I actually really enjoy making coffee I just like I have a lot of fun with it it's something you know you can see on people's faces when they take a seat of a really good coffee how much they enjoy it and so now that I kind of know like I'm on the way out of the career I can kind of just like relax and have some more fun with it.
1: Sadly Beck's story will be all too relatable for many people. The hospitality industry can be extremely stressful and a breeding ground for nightmares. You may have found this story quite relatable. And if so, I would love to hear your stories of nightmares you've worked with as well. Feel free to send me a message through my website, samblacker.com, or through my socials. I work with a nightmare on Instagram or Sam Blacker on Facebook and if you enjoyed hearing Beck's story or any of the other nightmare stories on this podcast I'd love it if you could support the show you can do that by giving it a review or a rating on any podcast apps that you use or by telling friends about it, the more we spread the more people hear about it and the more stories I'll be able to get for the show I'll be back in two more weeks with another story until then, good luck at work